This is DJ. This is Ish. And this is Pero, Pero Let, Let Me, Me Tell, Tell You. you. Dale. didn't record our i wasn't recording our our fl- flamingo fl- banter our, our flamingo diatribe no no i was not <laughs> so wait so flamingos are to miami as rice Roni is to san francisco okay we're gonna go with that <laughs> wait, that one fall anyways so welcome to episode 11 we're in the double digits now mm, yeah we are yeah so oh it's been a long ass week for me but but anyway has it been a long ass week for me I don't know. Hmm. I can say it's been one for me. Well, it has. It has for another reason. Um, so I guess we could actually talk about it since everybody else was talking about. Oíste que la maraya es mi bola. Actually, actually, I've never laughed so much at bipolar as I did right now when you said it that way, <laughs> and which is so wrong on many levels. Actually, it's funny because I was I was at my parents' house and. Um, <clears throat> You know they watch a lot of uh, Antena 3, which is the Spanish the from, Spanish, from, Spain. Word, from Spanish Spain, from Spain, yes, from Spain. Yes. And you know they call her Maria Care. <laughs> oh, that's true. They call her Maria Care. That's so true. they in 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 Spain the way they talk about about it, it's a lot more dramatic. They were like Maria Care, Maria Care tiene un trastorno mental. Oh my bipolar, god, es bipolar. And I was like, oh my god. Okay. Anytime you're gonna use the word trastorno, trastorno. That's, that's a great word. That is a great Está word. Trastornado. We should use that word more often. Why ¿Qué trastorno? Me tienes trastornado. Me tienes trastornado. Estoy trastornadísimo. I'm so trastornated. <laughs> so that is that you know. Yes, sí, Maria Care. <laughs> Uh, it's funny you say that because actually, um, I think it was this week they also released. Uh, you've probably seen it because you're a huge Lamb mm-hmm. fan. Hashtag um, Lambly. Th- there you go. This um, this youth hostel, not necessarily youth hostel, but oh, yes. hostel, yes. Um, has her as their spokesperson now, or yeah. she's a commercial for them. And it's funny you mentioned that because in the ad. I don't know what area of Europe they're in, but the people keep referring to her as it's, Ma- they're Maria. Barcelona. They're Barcelona. Okay, because he's saying Maria Care, Maria Care, Maria yeah. Care, and I'm like, it's gotta be Spain. But yeah, I- so we 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 uh, encourage you to look out. Just put on YouTube Mariah Carey hostel commercial. Yeah. So it's, it's actually really cute. It, it, yeah. It's her poking fun at herself, which I think people lose sight of her ability to do that a lot. Right, which I think it's what I, it's even funnier is so it, it, it's a commercial for right as, as he said uh, for a hostel website. So the, the main purpose of the commercial is to kind of show that hostels are not what you think they are. I.e. they're not those Eli Roth horror movies. No. No, no, no. <laughs> um, they, you know, they, they're nice or clean. Some of them have like a suites. Yeah. Um, they have amenities. That's kind of like the purpose of the commercial. Right. And there comes this diva, Mariah, and she's kind of like, <laughs> you put me in a hostel. You know, she's kind of poking fun of herself. So at the end of the commercial... Well, don't ruin it for them. That's well, no, no. Line. Well, because I was, I was going to say... Um, in terms of YouTube comments, you know, sure. wonderful YouTube oh, comments. Oh, yes. The cesspool that is YouTube comments. So, again, you know, she's poking fun of herself, and it's clear. Like, it couldn't be clearer. And then at the end the 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 of the commercial, there's kind of... Um, they kind of show that the hostel has, like, a club or, like, a bar. Like a little bar lounge. A lounge. So she goes down there in, like, a full gown, <laughs> and she starts singing fantasy. And everybody around her has, like, fans. Like, you know you know those table fans que estaban en casa de tu abuela, los ventiladores? Yeah, the ones that we all use here in the hurricane when the AC hasn't come back right. yet. Right. To make her hair all windy. And there's a point that even she's holding the yeah. fan. And it's obviously her poking fun of Absolutely. herself. And it's great that YouTube comments are like, she's such a bitch. You know? <laughs> she has people carry fans around <laughs> Her. And I'm like, really? Like, this is why we can't have nice things. Exactly. This is why we can't have nice things. Good googly boogly. But anyway, so yeah, she was diagnosed by um, as bipolar two disorder, which is a uh, the the more like uh, bipolar bipolar two is um, less um, extreme than bipolar one. Okay, okay. It is a lot more manageable. Um, so I think it shed some light into her. I just think, I mean, again, everybody's entitled to their privacy, right? Like, I'm not on here talking about my medical history. You're not talking about your mm-hmm. medical history. We're talking about Mariah Carey's medical mm-hmm. history. Um, I just wonder how far back... Oh, during the later. ...diagnoses... 2001. No, no. I mean, obviously, this doesn't happen overnight, but I just wonder how far back... I, I haven't read the interview. That, I know she's on the cover mm-hmm. of People. Yes. But is this a... Is the diagnosis relatively new, or no. is her coming out about it 
the new she part. was diagnosed in 2001. Oh, during, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. During so this her, was during, during her emotional. Okay. It's funny because like when, right after she handed out the when the, when the, I the saw ice cream on TRL. Yes. Okay. Actually, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, when I saw, I first saw it on her Instagram page, like in the morning. Yes. She had just posted it, and that's when I first saw the cover of People. And the moment I saw it, I go. I bet you she was diagnosed during, during that time. During that time, and she was in 2001. Oh, okay. um, so the whole thing that she says is that you know she was in denial for for years and Which years. Which is very and years. common, very common for many many people who have she was in various denial. degrees of mental mm-hmm. mental. Illnesses. She talks about that about the stigma still attached with mental yeah. illness that she didn't want it to define her or possibly end her career. So for those reasons, she kind of kept it hidden. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until recently, you know, she had a, a real rough couple of years, right. um, and it wasn't until recently that she sought treatment. And um, and she she said she's very happy and healthy now. I I think I told you we talked about this last year. Remember when she gained all that weight last year? Yes, right before she went on with a Weight Watcher spokesperson or whatever. no, no, no. She did. Um, she, no, she was a Jenny Craig Jenny spokesperson Craig, Jenny Craig. when she after she gave birth. No, Uh-oh. but this was last year. Like in a matter of oh, that's right, a yes, couple yes, yes. of months. She she she, got, just, she just looked uncomfortable. She, right, that she couldn't move, and that's yeah. when that video went viral of her like barely dancing yes, in Vegas yes. when she was doing those gymnastics routines on the yeah. on the stage. And yes. I remember telling you, I'm like, there's something wrong with her. There, like, there, there's something. I mean, she just I'm, seemed very. I'm lazy. a huge. I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of her. Hers, and I've followed her since day one, and I kind of can, you know, I kind of know a little bit. Yeah, but in your defense, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and say, like, I think even though as big a fan of, of hers as you are, same as I'm a huge Britney fan, like, we are also not necessarily blind fans. No, no, no. We all. are the first ones that when, you know, the people that we, whose career and whose work we enjoy does something wacky or something that's a little questionable. Yeah. We're the first ones to say, I mean, like, what, when I when Britney was having her issues, I mean, what did I tell 2007 you? 2007 like, was a rough year for you. 2007 was a, was a rough year, and defending her had almost become a full-time job. Yeah. I, I, I was remember like, the dark you know, days. It's, so, como dice the t-shirt, if, if Britney got through 2007, you could get through today. That's true. That's <laughs> true. should be a mantra. So I knew there was something up with her, and it, it now it's, uh, that's when she started uh, going on treatment, and the medication made her heavy. Maybe that's why Britney and Mariah had that, that dinner together. Maybe they were, you know, talking about their, their <laughs> mental illness. Was she ever diagnosed with anything? Brittany? I mean, she again, not that we know of necessarily, but I mean, she was in the hospital. She was under. She was Baker acted. I don't know what well, the California equivalent of Baker. Probably acted. she probably she, has some. She probably was diagnosed with something because, as far as I know, Brittany's father is still yep, still a conservator. Yep, and Brittany's thirty six, thirty seven. Yep, and thank you, Jamie Spears. I'm just going to go out there and say, you and I have said it many times, thank God for those parents. Right, no, so if a court of law has still upheld him right. to be to, in that some, role... There's some reason. There's a reason. There's so a she reason. probably hasn't disclosed it or won't disclose it. As is it. anybody's right. And I think just, you know, to ultimately, look, between the two of us, you know, if you are somebody who does have some type of mental situation and, and you are feeling kind of stigmatized about it, please, you know, I guess at the risk of sounding like a PSA, you know, please do seek help. It's not... You know, there is there is help out there. There are people you can speak to. Um, you know, even nowadays, there's there's um, there's like an app. There's a text. Um, Para que no te diga que eres un trastornado. Exactly. So you don't, so you don't get labeled trastornado. You know, but just get the help. It's uh, you know, it's out there, and and it's not something to just kind of let sit and you don't want to end up faster. as that Kennedy um, I forgot which Kennedy which one was. <laughs> no 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 no. It was, it was one of one of uh, JFK's sisters I forget her actual name oh this, it wasn't Rose no no um, no, no. She, she actually died a few years ago I remember who you were talking about yes she was, was you, never, you never heard about her really you never heard of her because she was in an asylum yes. she, she was yeah. under uh, care and that's because uh, they Growing up, and in I guess her early twenties, she had like drastic mood disorders, yeah. and they thought that um, she had the devil. Right, and looking back on it, a lot of uh, current professionals, mm-hmm. uh, psychiatrists, yeah. have looked at her files, and they said she what she had was like uh, I don't know if it was clinical depression or chronic depression, but it was it was a condition that today yeah. is very treatable, we're very about, you know whatever. way back when. And they actually did a lobotomy on her. Oh no! Like Francis yes. Farmer? Yes. And the problem was find that find any other podcast that mentions Francis Farmer, and I'll give you twenty dollars. <laughs> Maybe a Nirvana one. A podcast? Yeah, because Nirvana had a song. Um, Francis Farmer will have her revenge on Seattle, but that's because that's a whole other story. But back to the Kennedys. Um, Como se llama? They lobotomized her. After the lobotomy, they actually did some damage. Well, yeah. Um, permanent damage to her brain, and then I, 
she kind of was like a vegetable. Yeah, 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 she was there for for like fifty years. She died not too long ago. Yeah, yeah, no, I remember because like, I remember when she died being like, wait, what? There's a Kennedy that's yeah. still around. Yeah. Like I yeah. thought they were all. So Maria Carey. Yes, we love you. Yes, wish you all the best and keep going. Because you know what, people call you a bitchy diva, but eh, that's what they call successful women. It's true. It's true. But I just think again, it's really funny when people don't realize that she's kind of in on the act. Like it's an act. She's kind of right. in on it. She's in on the know? joke. Yeah, she's in on the joke, and it's like, wait, you don't see that? Like, is the problem her? Or is the problem you? <laughs> I think it's because it's the latter, not the because former. Because one time she was on. Um, was it Kim, Jimmy Kimmel? She was on some interview show where she was carried in. And the reason she was carried in was because there was a rumor, there was a rumor of her that she doesn't take, she doesn't do carpeting or stairs. Oh, okay. And then, you know, people's comments on YouTube are like, she's such a bitch. You know, she doesn't right. do stairs and carpeting. And I'm like, do you really think there's a human being who does that? Like, I mean, so she kind of was poking fun of that. And like, people but nobody don't got it. Get nobody, it? Nobody gets it. So, nobody gets whatever. It. So, anyway. So, um, I don't know, I know as, as our listeners know, you know, there's a lot of, sometimes you have a topic, sometimes I have a topic, we don't always know necessarily what the topic is going to mm-hmm. be, don't know if you have another topic that you want to jump into. I have a couple. You have a couple? We could always talk about the Quince de Marilyn. Going back to episode number five, when she came out of the flower to the, to a theme of the young and the restless. Do something like now, whatever I think of, and I was not at those Quinces. But whenever I think of them, I just want Jordan almonds. And <laughs> <laughs> like the little, the little, little the thorn with the bow, right, the, yeah, and then yeah. they would put it either like in a swan, yeah, or like a shell. Right. You have a if it was a baby shower, it was a little shoe, uh huh, yeah, or a little baby yeah. carriage, baby carriage, right? And there was always a rattle on the on the ribbon. Do you remember? The, there was never enough of the. Do you remember for the Kingses? Uh-huh. Oh, let's talk about Marilyn's fifteens <laughs> again, because you know all to our listeners that you all went. To Marilyn's 15s. Yeah. It may not have been Marilyn's 15s, but you went to a Marilyn's I always 15s. love when they do like the voiceover. Marilyn. Marilyn nació en Hialeah, Florida, en el Hialeah, Hialeah Hospital. La bella Marilyn estudia en el Miami High. Su clase favorita es psicología. Le gusta el color peach. Wait y le gusta hablar con sus amigos por teléfono. Wait a minute. They offer psychology at Miami High? <laughs> well, it's an elective. Oh, okay. Elective. okay. Yeah, I mean, every, every Keen says, every 15s would start off with an MC. Because, uh, so every 15s would have the initial choreography of the court. Because it was usually, if you were fancy and you knew enough people, you had 14 couples. One of for each year. And then you were the 15th, right? Um, the, the birthday girl. And then they would have an MC who would basically, you know, recite, you know, recite to us the glorious life of Marilyn up oh until her 15th springtime. Yes. You know, and su uh, 15 primavera. There was a primavera. Your birthday could have been November. They were going to talk about your 15th primavera. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was always like, like during was just doing, it was always this whole like, okay, she was born on this day and this is her fear. And her hobbies were always so innocuous. Yes. It was always like something stupid. Like, you know, her hobby is like talking on the phone with her friend. That's not a hobby. And they were always in Spanish. The well, MC, of course. No, no, pero the MC was always in Spanish. Like, claro. Even, okay, pero okay. Some, you know, even though the girls themselves at our age uh-huh. predominantly were English speakers. Sí, mi hijo, pero esa fiesta es para tía Xiomara, para Zenaida. Porque acuérdate que si los padres no tenían dinero or didn't have money to pay for the 15th, le ponían una hipoteca a la casa. Le sacaban un second mortgage porque Marilyn had to have her 15th at the Pyramid Backward Hall at Coral Way in 107. Isn't that just one of your favorite Spanish words also? What? The Spanish word hipoteca. For, for mortgage. Hipoteca. 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 It sounds, like, it sounds like a club for hippos, but it's like, you're like, oh, let's go to the hipoteca. We actually went to a 15th. I was a kid. I was probably like eight or nine years old. We went to a 15th where... It was pre-Cuban ghetto. Yeah, well, they, also because you went to a lot with your Right, because my brother... So was, my brother is seven years older than right. I am. So my brother was, you know, in that age range, in like the late 80s, early 90s. When it was the big rage of the, of Yes, the that's when everybody yeah. had a quinceañera. Yeah, yeah. So you know how if you're Jewish, every, you know, you're 13 every weekend, you have a bar mitzvah, right, a bat right, mitzvah, right. you know, in Hispanic culture, you know, when you're around no, 13 to 16, you have a quinces every week or every other weekend. So we went, Mira, we went to 115th where the girl came out of a flower pot. 
We came a out. Of, yeah, it was like a big vase. She came out of the vase. There was another one, Ai and Fiesta Palace, uh, which is gone now. That oh. it was a that, that banquet hall was super crowded. I don't know if you remember. Like, where was Fiesta where? Palace? Is on Bird Road where you fit is now. Oh <laughs> yes. Okay. 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 Got it. Got it. Got that it, got that it. banquet hall was so tight that when you would try to get up from your chair uh-huh. you would hit the person behind you right um she came in through one of those buggies that you have to pull like the ones in coconut grove you know a rickshaw yes she came in and won there was another so basically what i'm hearing is lots of home diy gardenings and cultural appropriation <laughs> <laughs> yes. got it okay. then there was another one who came in in a swan is it, it's is so it funny still cultural appropriation when it's done by another minority <laughs> Don't know. Is it, is it still- so let me see what else. What else? One of them came in a swan. <laughs> this one in particular that I that I knew, which was one of the first ones we went to, that my brother actually danced con la guinceñera. So so he was the leading man. Yeah, he was one dressed in white. His Ooh. Suit, he had a white tuxedo. Did something had tails? It did, of yes. course. It was the late eighties. Those people mortgaged their house or got a second mortgage to pay for the fifteens, and the wow. whole fifteens was of danzone cubano. Not the worst theme, I but, guess. But you know what I think was great? That the one like contemporary song they danced to was Almost Paradise. <laughs> so I, we actually have video of that. And not too long ago, I was looking at that video, and I'm like, oh my god. Okay, well, if you can find that video and post it on our a clip on our Instagram page, yeah. I think everybody would so be So we ask to our faithful listeners, yes. send us... Yes, yes. Send us some of your... Best quinceañera or sweet sixteen stories. Yeah, send us your stories. Send us pictures. Send us, uh, you know, clips. You can send it to pero let me podcast at gmail, and we'll definitely post the best ones. I mean, listen, why not share our shared cultural experience? Can you just imagine looking back on it now from the perspective of uh, an adult or you know somebody older? How much Aquanet and how much baby's breath they spent. Putting on all fourteen or fifteen girls, you know that they had to do an updo. You know, uh, our friend Ingrid, you remember mm-hmm. when she did uh, her her fifteens pictures, and then afterwards we were at Daisy's cousin's house at the pool. She was taking out bobby pins out of her hair for like a, I think there's still some in there. And, 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 and right, that was, that was in the nineties. By then, the Aquanet had died down a little bit, but yeah. in the eighties. No, they just awkward the fuck out of that shit. And baby's breath. Baby's Don't you breath. remember? Lots of baby's breath. Lots of baby's, Lots of baby's breath. Hi, <laughs> baby's breath. Uh, actually, this is a good segue. <laughs> I can't wait for this one. Okay. So, what, and not while you were out. Uh, Trading Spaces. Is back. Is back. Yes. Trading Spaces is back. So, do you, our listeners, do you guys remember Trading Spaces? Because if you don't remember Trading Spaces, this conversation is going to be... Yeah, I mean, we're going to take about another five minutes. You can go maybe to the bathroom, okay. get yourself So, Trading Spaces was a show that ran... It ran from, what, like 2000 to like 2007? I it ran for a while. I think even earlier than that. Yeah, it ran for a while on TLC. And basically what they would do is... Generally, it was either two families or two friends or neighbors or whatever. They would trade spaces where I would go remodel your house or a room room, in your house. And then you, vice versa, would come, you know. And originally, that show, I I don't know if this was on purpose, but I think originally it was legit. Like, let's remodel and update the spaces. But then it kind of went to hell. Well, yeah, I mean, like all reality shows, right? I think all reality shows, not so much anymore, but we're in the infancy of the reality mm-hmm. genre. It all kind of started with that, like, this is a genuine attempt to just get the reaction shot and do mm-hmm. this, you know, very, very... Right. Actual, uh, sincerely. Right. And then it just went all to hell in a handbasket. Right. I blame Andy Cohen. Eh, who? Andy Cohen. Well, no, 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 no. Just when, for everything. Okay. Well, in everything. Well, yeah, in yeah. trading spaces and specifically. Because then what happened was that after, you know, the, the first few seasons of the show, they legitimately remodeled the, correct, the, correct. the rooms. But then as the show became more and, and more they had, popular. And they had handy, they, it was, they didn't just use their own devices. They had like actual carpenters. Right. And they would teach them techniques. So right. there was an educational aspect right. to it as well. Right. But as the show became more and more popular and the designers became a little bit of celebrities correct. themselves. Things started to take a turn for the worse, and these designers started doing the worst things to people's rooms. Why? Because then the day after, you and me would be like, Do we tell the hicieron in trading spaces? Do you remember the one that they they turned the room into a cabana? No. The person had like a party room in like a basement. It was one of these basements that was like a party room. Like a rec room. Exactly, a rec room, right? 
And they turn for those in, of you who are from South Florida and have no idea what a rec room is, in places that have basements, they usually turn them into additional living areas, and they call them rec rooms because it's recreational. Recreational, yes. Right, right. Actually, that was great since basements don't really exist. Right, and that's why I figured I'm like, you're gonna be like, un rec room. Uh, like, our, our basement is una piscina. It's a pool. Uh-huh, exactly. Once you've, you've hit limestone, you've gone too far. <laughs> anyway, Hildy. Oh. The designer on Trading Spaces, who was Cuban. <laughs> I mean, she probably still is. No, she's dead. She's back for the reason. She's back. They're all back. Okay. All the designers are back. Okay. And Paige is back and all that. Yeah, Did you ever see any of Hildy's designs? Not that I can recall. Okay, so Hildy, this room, she turned it into a cabana, right? Okay. So she, she painted the walls in stripes. All right. She filled the floor with sand. With sand. She filled that basement with sand. <laughs> Okay. Wait up, but you know, she, she, since she's cute, maybe she was trying to recreate that. And hey, she stuck an umbrella, a beach chair, and a palm tree. <laughs> and called it a day. And home. called it a day. She's also, actually, yesterday. I hope that family didn't have a cat. Because the cat was just going to totally see it, the entire basement as its litter box. <laughs> <laughs> and then yesterday, because now the show is starting, so they're putting marathons of the old yes, shows. Yes, yes, yes. Because the show is coming back with all the original designers. And yesterday, they were putting one of hers where she painted the dining room completely in black. Like, the ceiling black, okay. the, the windows black. I think it already had, like, dark tile or dark mm-hmm. carpeting. And then she painted the, the, um, the dining room furniture in bright fluorescent yellow. As one does. As one does. So then, esta gente would be stuck with this, like, wreck, as in W-R-C-K, of a room. A wreck of a wreck room. And then it's like, okay, trading spaces was here, but now I have to hire a painter (laughs) and whatever to, like, (coughs) untrade my space. So, what I was thinking about, and this brings it back to our kind of top, uh, Uh our podcast. Can you imagine that in a Cuban or a Hispanic house? Toda la mierda que tienen que sacar de la casa to make it update to update it. Okay, let's talk. You, you, and and when I think of set this, scene, set, what, scene. set a scene. I, I, set I don't have scene. to go very far. And the scene I'm going to mention, I'm sure that all of our listeners, especially our listeners that are Hispanic, yes. um, but maybe we have this. But, but you know, there was in Cambodia. We don't um, know. Um, <laughs> our, Melissa's house. Melissa's mom. La, la, she, Melissa's mom had an entire wall. With mounted con plato, with plates. Collector's plates. Collector's plates. You've never seen the Pope's face on as many plates as and you then have in And then in the, the center of that collection, of that huge wall of plates, was the, <laughs> the plate of John, Pope John Paul II. That's what I'm saying. John Paul. He is, I, of all the Popes that I would eat off of his face, I think he would be the one. He would be the one? I would eat off Benedictine's face. I know my life. Jenner, uh, Emperor Palpatine? Yeah, no. I know. Yeah, no. So then, I mean, and her Botaflex furniture, which was a fake leather. <laughs> uh, if it would have been a Hispanic, again, or Cuban household, right, especially right. South Florida, you know, they probably have some wicker or rattan furniture in there. They probably have La Malanga de Mima hanging in the corner. Um, so it could get window, sunlight window, you know, La Malanga. You but know? That's, how you, that's how you get Malanga to thrive. Right, but you know when you go to that house, to your aunt's house, y la Malanga, that's hanging, it's all grew too much, and the Malanga has kind of taken over, he has taken the, the room, and there's Malanga everywhere. And you're thinking We've said Malanga like 20 times in a minute. Right, because it's the point of the... You, uh, there are servers at Cuban restaurants who don't say Malanga that often in a day. How do you say Malanga in English? Um, it, I know it's a root vegetable. I don't no, chico, know. No, malanga, the one you eat. Malanga, the plant. It's the same thing. No, it's not the same thing. Malanga, the hanging plant. Wait, no, hold on. I'm, I'm okay. So keep. I'm gonna actually look up how to say malanga in English. But no, malanga isn't it cassava or no? Whatever? Cassava is yucca. Y- right, yucca is yucca. cassava. Right. When I hear somebody say yucca, I want to punch them in the face. I think you should. <laughs> you know what? It does. It just people. How do you say malanga in Spanish? Malanga, the plant, the no, hanging plant. It just says malanga, a thick, fleshy-leaved South American plant. <laughs> Google translate malanga to Spanish. I, but I'm just saying, no, we're doing this live. But it's, it's uh, that's what it is. I guess okay, it's well, a, it's a malanga. Listen, <laughs> white Caucasian people have malangas in their house too. Well, maybe they just call it malanga. Okay, well, well this is what we're we going know. to do. We're going to put this up on our. Uh, Instagram page. Yes, this is the <laughs> audience participation. We're going to have to do some research. <laughs> but anyway, <sighs> what can I tell you? Oh Lord <laughs> Almighty! But no, it's a tremendo, tremendo little undertaking to go into it. And what is it with all these like Hispanic houses and like the big furniture and like the bright colors? Well, 
you know, because we're happy people. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not big on taupe. Mm-hmm. No, but it's like the term minimalist or modern contemporary does not exist. Okay. For, as, as the great prophet Victoria Beckham once said, there's a difference between minimalism and minimalist. Mm-hmm. So she didn't want to stick a hang right, 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 out of a vase right. so of a boss. There's a big difference between the two. Um, so there, so so that's the thing. But I think a lot of it also has to do with the fact that, especially when you come to, you know, when you when you leave your country and you come to a new country, you had to leave so much of your things behind mm-hmm. that, you know, it, it's a combination of that. And then there's also when you're new to a country, you know, it's a masenad. You know, mm-hmm. it's like we don't know when we're going to need this. We don't know right. when we're going to find ourselves in that situation of. You know, of poverty, of, of needing something. So mm-hmm. I think that mentality, and that mentality to some degree, even, I don't know about you, but for me, it totally trickles down to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I will not throw away a freaking, you know, empty plastic container out mm-hmm. of, well, it could be Tupperware. I have a whole thing there of like, lo, la bolsa plastica from, mm-hmm. I roll that shit up and I keep it. Because you never know when you're going to need a, I felt, a You know a what I felt that with when I did my meal plans that I would do like my prepackaged meal thing yeah, when yeah, I was lifting? Yeah. They would send it to you in this like really cool Tupperware and I'd be like, I, I can't keep, throw I this away. I would keep them when I when I get delivery. Well, yeah, yeah, delivery those little black ones. Yeah, thing, I keep all of that. Yeah, and it's you know you don't throw away food automatically. Mm-hmm. You keep you know mm-hmm. that's why you guys had like eighteen pounds of crackers in your house at one point <laughs> because every time there was a party, people would take crackers and they wouldn't eat crackers. Oh my god, that's so multi-purpose. Mira, what would you put in it after? Arroz. 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 You can put frijoles. You can put. Uh, you can put like you know old pictures you can put it's it, really it's a treasure trove of things that you can so put it goes it. back to the recurring <laughs> royal donks the donks <laughs> we keep bringing up the royal donks <laughs> is there another podcast that has brought up royal donks cookies more than us Mira, if we were gonna take a, a poll out of all the crap that we mentioned compared to other podcasts <laughs> we should be number one in the search items <laughs> or, or, or actually actually <clears throat> I'm going to tie in the trading spaces okay, with the quinceañera. Okay. Uh, well, you know what is the most typical thing of a Cuban or, you know, Hispanic household? That when you walk into the house, la foto, la foto that's almost larger than life, yep. of Marilyn and her 15. Yeah. Well, there's one in my parents' house and my sister. Oh, there we go. Con el paraguas que le tomaron no, la foto. No, it's not in the paraguas, but it's... It, le tomaron yeah, la foto yeah. en el hipódromo de Hialeah. Well, no. <laughs> For the record, my sister's 15 pictures. I don't know where they were, but they were not el hipódromo. Yeah, but your sister turned 15 in, like, what, 97, 90? Around there, 96, right, 97. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. So she, it was a little bit more modern. It wasn't like this the 80s, true. you this know. Okay, you know that she was in el hipódromo con el paraguas ese grande. I don't know uh, with that big the, the because then they would put depending on the color scheme of the of the 15s. If the 15s was like if their color scheme was like red or pink or peach, la the cape the cape that la, they would put on top of the enormous dress would la, match la. the. The thing. So the little bow tie on your for your almond joys <laughs> has to match her dress. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, it's all. I always say, you know what? I never liked the quinces where the the quinceañera dress was white because then it felt a little too wedding. No, but they're only colorful now because they were white. My sister's wasn't white. My sister's was like a light pink. Yeah, nineties, like nineties. Oh, 90s. okay, okay, okay. Because right. okay, okay. the traditional one is white. I agree. It looks like they look like a bride. It looks too bridal, and I think <laughs> yeah. you know, there's there's something. Obviously, it's, it's you know, it's going from girl to womanhood. But you know, if you keep it colorful or, mm-hmm. or and whatnot. So I yes, listeners, uh, we've talked a lot about the quince de Marilyn and now trading spaces. <laughs> so please let us know of the best. Quinceañera mishaps or, yeah, mishap, or the worst for that matter. Or the worst. No, the worst is yeah. better. I think they're great. I love all those traditions though. I know. Yeah. I'm probably old fashioned that way, but I, I haven't been to a quince in years. Also, I'm almost 40, so mm-hmm. there's probably you, a good you, reason. You've kind of aged out. A little bit aged out of quinces. But I don't know. I would love to go to a quinces now. Just Orita kind of, will be going to Savannah's 15s. There you go. Yay. Yeah, but Savannah, something tells me Savannah's going to be one of those like, Mom, I want to go to the Grand Canyon for... for <laughs> no, tu sabes que no. Savannah is the daughter of one of our friends. I think Savannah will be will be more like let's do it. I think Sophia. Sophia will just be like whatever. Let's go to Vegas. I want to be a showgirl. Okay, not to get too too personal, but if uh, Savannah Savannah again is the daughter of one of a very good friend of ours. Can you imagine Antonia made up that day? <gasps> oh my god! You know Antonia is gonna have chorongos in her hair. <laughs> oh my god! Some bucles <laughs> with baby's breath. Oh. Okay, listeners, we're starting a GoFundMe because <laughs> we don't know if this party's happening or not, but we're going to make it happen if for no other reason to have our friend's mother just get done up to the nines. I mean, oh, 
You know, all of you out there, you know you have that one ridiculous aunt that wears like a ridiculous dress with ridiculous hair. Or has her eyebrows tattooed. Or has her eyebrows tattooed. And um, yeah, and does, you know. uh, But she's wonderful. Does Shirley Temple curls in her hair. You know what? God bless her. I would have her no other way. Listen, I wish that when I got to that age, I had the energy I and wish I had it now. spirit of life to live as that woman. But I wish I know. had it now. She's, what, so, in her 70s? Yeah. yeah. So, Trading Spaces, it's back, for better or for worse. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> maybe they'll just have, you know, boucle, boucles and curls all the whole cast. <laughs> I think I'm going to give my last soda to the desert to Antonia. <laughs> Aww, she deserves it. Look, I put a little whiskey. Yeah. She likes yeah. that. Anyway, okay. so... What do you have? I actually wanted to touch on something that's a little bit, um, I think, a little more serious. I know I'm the one being serious. I know it's so boring. Sorry. So this week, I know we saw that wonderful... Mark Zuckerberg's performance on on in the Senate or the Congress, I, which house? Uh, yeah, um, which was great. I there's there's a was it Mark Zuckerberg or a robot? Okay, fair enough. It was Data's younger brother from Star Trek: Next Generation, but it was so great. There's a there's a, there's a clip going around the internet now where he's just kind of talking like it's it's an edited clip about when they would ask him questions and you can almost see on his face where he's answering these questions but his face is kind of going like are you seriously asking me this yeah. question to me it's hilarious because I think it just shows when people it's almost the epitome of when people talk about politicians being so out of touch mm-hmm. with things and you've got people saying things like you know well when I send an email through WhatsApp like honestly my first thought was like wait you can't do that mm-hmm. like when did you do that how did you do that that's mm-hmm. my question forget the privacy how did you hack into the system and do something that is not an option mm-hmm. and like the other one is like you know oh can you share John Kennedy's file and I'm like it's what? not not the like it, it was wonderful but Something that has not been uh, as largely touted in this day and age of data and privacy being sent out is actually something that happened in the <laughs> in the most unlikely of data breached sensitive uh, areas, Grinder. Oh, now for those of you out there who don't know what Grinder is, very interesting. <laughs> Grinder, Grinder is shit hit the ceiling <laughs> and then some. And wait till no, wait till you find out. So. So Grindr is an app that is... So it's like a Tinder. It was actually around before Tinder because the gays, we just like being trampy first. Um, So it's basically just, you know, you you post a picture. Usually um, it's just a bunch of headless people because it's just a lot of torso shots. And then you write a little thing of what you're looking for, you know, looking, you know, and you put where you are and it's a GPS thing. And you L-T-R-D-T-F. <laughs> exactly. Lots of DTFs. And, you know, you put all of your, your deets, i.e. your weight, your height, your penis size, your, whether you're a top, bottom, verse, um, your, you know, and you put a couple pictures and basically, you know, you say like, hey, actually everybody always, uh, the first thing they always say is sup. It's always sup. Never what's up. It's always sup. And then not much picks unlock and then mm-hmm. you just start showing each other your penis and then you decide to have sex um that's it in a nutshell but one of the things the reasons that it's was in the news although most people don't know this is that as part of the things that you can include in your profile information is whether or not you are hiv positive or negative mm-hmm. and obviously you know we, we can get into the whole stigma about you know how pause people are perceived in this and the other but you know it is something that you should feel comfortable enough to disclose, and if you and if you are so inclined, you should just you know just mm-hmm. be upfront about it. And I don't think, there's especially a, since this is, I mean, let's call it for what it is. It's, it's a hookup app. It's a hookup app, right? Yeah. So it's like I think you know, it's, there's just a certain degree of truth in advertising, right? And that because when everybody says, "Oh, I joined Grinder, whatever app, I, I joined it to meet new people." No, you didn't. Meet up. <laughs> people went on on Grinder, bought them blood. Okay, <laughs> they went on there. They are they are DTF all night long. Okay, that's why they're on Grinder and on Scruff and on Growler. And all the other ones, okay. But what happened? So, Grinder mm-hmm. sold that data, mm-hmm. your user data, mm-hmm. and it includes your HIV status. Mm. And that has now gone out to the. No, I just when you said that, I just thought really quick HIPAA violation. And now that information is floating out there, and it has actually been used. So people are getting mailings. Hey. You know, for, for HIV oh medications and things like that. Now, further complicating the issue, as if that wasn't bad enough, and I actually, I mean, I didn't know that. I also didn't know that in recent time, Grindr had been sold to a Chinese corporation. Ay, Dios mío. So this information is not only 
out there right. much. You know, I, mean, I know everybody's kind of in a tizzy over Cambridge Analytica because I think obviously more people are on Facebook and it's I, the bigger implication there. But now we're talking about people disclosing your your health status, which can have serious ramifications as far as you know employment or your, just I mean just huge of ramifications course, across the board. But the fact that it is now owned by a company that is owned by a foreign co- a foreign country corporation in a country where I mean let's face it, China regulates everything left right. and right as far as the internet is concerned. I just find that to be so absolutely fascinating and in the worst way possible, obviously, when I say fascinating. Yeah, I was going to say... <laughs> well, well, when I say fascinating and, like, and, like, and, and I can't believe that this is not being made a bigger deal than, than it has been, but it's just, it's insane to me. Well, maybe I think the timing, maybe if the Facebook thing hadn't happened, maybe. True, but I also understand it's more niche. I mean... It is more niche. You know, it is more and, niche, but the problem is that you're dealing with Facebook, which is the behemoth yes, of exactly. social media. Elephant in the room. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Mark Zuckerberg, which is a very yeah. high-profile person. Right. I'm sure if this probably would have not happened at the same time, it probably would have gotten a lot more traction. This is kind of... I'm sorry, this is totally wrong, but it's kind of like when Michael Jackson died on the same day Fair as Farrah Fawcett, oh. and then nobody remembers... Nobody cared about Farrah. I don't know why I thought that in this No, but it's similar. Nobody, right. I mean... It's, you know, it's, Fossa was a celebrity that people, huge, huge celebrity, but then she died against the king of pop. So, <laughs> the same day as the king of pop. So I think this is kind of listen, Farah. At least you can rest easy knowing you always had the better hair, <laughs> real hair. Um, but um, but yeah, no, this is but that's that, that's that's uh, terrible. I mean, and it's crazy. And I I, I think that um, and we've we t- well we touched upon this before. We had this discussion in terms of Facebook on the podcast a couple of episodes ago. Mm-hmm. I think that now we've gotten to a point that when you join one of these social media platforms, you are going to really have to start reading the user yes, agreement. You really you are. are you user really agreement. Are. But I just wonder to what degree, because I mean, again, with, 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 especially with this particular case of Grinder with change in ownership. Right here, here's here's the argument I, I would make on it from a legal standpoint, um, because a lot of times these user agreements or contracts. Remember that in, in law, especially civil law. I know that every now and again they send you like a, hey, there's been an update to your agreement. But it's, it's it, they kind no, of notice through. notice is very paramount in terms of, right, um, right. of civil law, but also foreseeability. Because what happens? When you, when you join any of these apps, whether it be Facebook or a, a dating or hookup app, there is a user agreement that you don't read. That nobody reads, right? Like, that is foreseeable. People know that they don't are not going to read right, 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 the right. user agreement. That is foreseeable, okay. and foreseeability in law is something that's very important because if you have a pool of ten people and none of the ten read it, mm-hmm. then you have to legally you may have to add an extra layer of notice and protection oh. to people because you can make the argument that nobody's reading the user agreement, okay? Right? Okay. And I would make a further legal argument that. I think there is a widespread knowledge that, or understanding that if you join Facebook or if you join social media for um, commercial purposes or advertising purposes, they may use your data in terms of who you follow and what you like. To know what to serve you as far as advertising. Right. Correct. Right. So that's, that's, that's kind of foreseeable as well. So then I can't make the argument of saying, well, you know, all my ads are for this product or this subject and, you know, how did I get, they get that, you know, right. But the problem here with the grinder situation in terms of the HIV status is that I think that no reasonable person, and I know I'm using very legal (laughs) terms, no reasonable person assumes, even if they are reading I'm sorry, did not read their user agreement. Mm-hmm. I think that no re- reasonable person would think that their HIV status and such an important and private medical mm-hmm. condition would be sold or would be sent out there for either advertising purposes or for whatever right, reason. Right, right, right. And that is a big problem. I'm sure that lawsuits are going to come out of this. I guess Rightfully I mean, so. I mean, my only question in the, in, in the role of devil's advocate at most is... Can a counter argument to some degree be made that by placing your status on this app, which for all intents and purposes is becomes public information, mm-hmm. because yes, you have to be on the app and somebody has to see it. That's also on mm-hmm. the app, but for all intents and purposes, it's public information. Mm-hmm. Once you have decided to place, you know, I am right. You know, I live in Miami and I have I have HIV. I don't have HIV. I am blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Even with the fact that, like I said, most people put like it's it's like it's it's like looking to fuck the headless horseman, really, because everybody's just a torso pig mm-hmm. and shirtless. But could the argument be made that by putting it in a public by volunteering that information, mm-hmm. you are not 
in a court of law, there's no culpability. I would, I would, do, 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 I understand what you're saying. I, that I you, know you released that and not, that I, not that I believe that. I'm just trying to. You released that information. You put that out there in the public domain. Oh, there, okay. Right, yes, in the public yes, domain. Yes. And now you're saying, well, you can't use it against me. The, you, that is a point. But I would counter that point by saying is that you put it in the public domain, but you didn't put it in the public domain. Because you put it in the public, public domain in so far for a certain reason. Okay. okay. So, certain, with, so within a scope. Within a scope, exactly. Okay. For Within a certain okay, reason. With the legal and within a certain scope. And no one mm-hmm. reasonably thought that that would be used for commercial purposes. Because if you're saying that, then people now are complaining that they're getting emails or whatever. Yeah, they're being contacted, in, essentially, contacted with, in, in relation to in, that. In, in yeah. reference to, you know, HIV, you know, health in terms of right. H- HIV-related, you know, advertising Messaging. Messaging. Now, you send this for commercial purposes, and that that uh, that is a really big problem. But you know what, though? But this goes back to what you and I spoke about in the, in the podcast a few weeks mm-hmm. ago with Facebook. It's come to a point where you now as a user, whether you read the user agreement or not, um, you have to make a discretion call. Of how far? You're how far? To, how far? Because honestly, I would have thought, this is me being, being very naive, mm-hmm. because I sure as hell have <laughs> never been on any of those apps. Um, uh, yeah, I, no, me neither. I, I no. would have, I, I did not know and I would have not thought that, uh, you know, hookup apps they would have sold that info mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. You know, to whoever, for commercial to reasons. Whoever. I, 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 I did not know that. I didn't assume that. I thought that maybe that was because, again, that's such a personal right, right. thing. But even just think about it from an advertising perspective. I mean, even just utilizing it to understand who they're selling it to. So that, that information becomes part of the proprietary information that that advertiser is has access to, shall we mm-hmm. say. So... Um, Again, and I know that I, I work for the devil. I work in advertising, so um, no, I don't think it's the devil. I don't think it's the devil, but I think that I mean, with the grinder thing and specifically, there's a lot of layers that are a problem because not only were, is this information going out now, not only is this information it's going out now, we're in, not talking in, in about terms of, yeah, in terms of advertising, but now it got sold to a Chinese company. And they could sell it. That's not a problem that they could sell it. The company but, itself. But now, right. now, in terms of what that data is going to be used for, because we know that you know China has some of the strongest or most powerful um, you know companies in terms of a web presence. Mm-hmm. So um, you know what they can use that information now. I mean, they're using it for something. Yeah, they're using it for something. That's so. the question at hand. So yeah, so. Oh, well, you just sucked all the fun out of this room. I know. But you know what? I'm going to bring the fun back. Before we get into our last soda, I'm going to bring the fun back right quick, unless you have something that you really want to jump into. So this week, I discovered something that I can't wait for you to watch, because it is the epitome of wonderfulness, and I don't know how I didn't Is it related to Pia Zadora? It is related to Pia Zadora. It is related to Pia Zadora. You saw how I guessed that? I know. Yay. So... Apparently, a couple of years ago, Miss mm-hmm. Pia mm-hmm. was on the celebrity version of Wife Swap. Oh. With none other than, I'm going to give you three guesses. Who do you think she, she swapped with? I don't know why the first name I thought about was Mindy Cohen. <laughs> you know what? That's a good guess. That's a good guess. Mindy Cohen from the Facts of Life, like Natalie, but that's not who. We get two more. Um, you got to give me some hot or cold here. Uh, Judith Light? No, no, Judith no, no, Light wouldn't do that. Do that. Yeah, yeah. Although, when, you, when I tell you the person who it is, you're going to be a little like, wow, she did that? Because it's it's along those lines of like... I'm surprised Pia Zadora did that, but, well, yeah. yeah. I don't know, give me a clue, give me, give me some clue here. Um, she was on a beloved older program. Dixie Carter. <laughs> Another good guess, <laughs> but no. So do you want to use Judith Light as one of your guesses? Or, or no, okay, no. Okay. Um, so yeah, one more. Joanna Kearns. Another really good guess. Maggie Siever from Who's the Boss was not the uh, celebrity. From, sorry, from Grammys was not the, the celebrity wife. Nope. It was none other and no less than multi-award winning nonagenarian Cloris Leachman. De verdad. <laughs> I was in the right genre of television. You were, you were in the right genre. Yeah, yeah. Cloris. Who was on Dancing with the Stars. Was Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> Hashtag Pia on DWTS. It was wonderful. I didn't see the end of it because I was watching it on YouTube. And okay, so, so it's on YouTube? It's on YouTube. That's okay, where I found it. Okay, okay, okay. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Okay, the first thing I love about it is the fact that, number one, it's Pia Zadora. So, mm-hmm. I'm in. 
Then, when they show Pia's life in, in Nevada, mm-hmm. she is very big, apparently, on, like, not... She doesn't big, she's not big on the outdoors. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Cloris Leachman has been a vegetarian since she was, like, 30-something. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't eat meat. She lives on, like, this ranch with her with her daughter and her daughter's uh, husband and, and granddaughter, who Cloris Leachman's granddaughter's name, by the way, is Alleluia. Oh! I'm going to say that again. Cloris Leachman's granddaughter's name is Alleluia. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, they live in this, like, ranch and it's always the windows are always open and there, there's you know lots of like it's very hippy dippy they mm-hmm. have a pond or whatever Pia is the complete opposite Pia's mm-hmm. a girl to my own heart <laughs> Pia performs twice at this Italian restaurant in Vegas which next time we're in Vegas we're so going she performs Fridays and Saturdays we're going on one of the de- on one of the nights mm-hmm. it's I think Pieroni's or Pierreni's Italian restaurant uh-huh. but on Saturday Fridays and Saturdays it gets turned into Pia's place she doesn't react oh. and they serve Piatini's Oh, I don't know what's in a piatini. I don't care. I want. Okay, it. we need to go to Vegas. Just we to go need to, this. to go to Vegas. Just you to know, go screw Celine Dion and uh, I, whatever her with her Cirque du Soleil, <laughs> whatever Gwen Stefani now with her Just a Girl, uh, you know, act. So, but apparently Pia is very big on like she's a, a little bit of a germaphobe. Mm-hmm. So like when she goes out, sometimes she wears like plastic those plastic gloves mm-hmm. that look like when when the, like when veterinarians stick their hand up yeah. the cow's ass. Mm-hmm. So she wears like those things, and she doesn't like being outdoors. And so, and she always has like you know steak and all mm-hmm. these things and so it was just it was just wonderful to see her and then when when Cloris Leachman goes to Pia's house mm-hmm. they don't tell the the celebrity where they're going like they mm-hmm. literally just say we're gonna swap you right we pick you up and then you show up at the house, house right so when Cloris Leachman shows up at, at Pia's house she's like oh she, whose house is this and so then she sees the the one picture that I think we've all seen of Pia and the gold lame uh-huh. thing the very Bob Mackie looking dress. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, it's Piazadora, Piazadora, Piazadora. And I'm like, that's how I want to say her name moving forward every single time. I just want to be like, so, you know, today we're going to talk about Piazadora. I, 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 I'm going on YouTube right now to take a look at that. It's just wonderful. Wow. It's... Pia oh. did wife swap. She did celebrity wife swap. She also did an episode of um, Celebrity Ghost Stories. Uh-huh. Oh, um, whatever. Listen, you know she can see a ghost, right? Oh, that's true. You don't know what else she Other saw. Other people have butterfly. Well, that's true. <laughs> or the lonely lady. Now I just thought about not Piazzadora because we talked about Farrah Fawcett. You remember in the eighties when all they would play on like Channel Thirty Three or all these movie channels like, was The Burning Bed with Farrah Fawcett. You know that even with that said, I've never seen it. You've never. I've, I've never seen the Burning Bed. Did they have a TV in your house? I've always wanted to, but it was always on. I don't know. It was outdoors on some weekends. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> now that we've talked about the Burning Bed and Piazzadora, yes, let's uh, go to our last cook of the desert. Yes, so go. Our last cook of the desert. So actually, I'm going to go ahead and just um, I'm going to piggyback off of what we just talked about and give my last soda of the desert to Cloris Leachman. Mm-hmm. Um, she is in her 90s. She's still spry. Um, she's won. Emmys, she won an Oscar. Um, I think she might even have won the Judith Light Award for being Judith Light that we mentioned mm-hmm. last uh, last episode. So I just think she's fantastic. She's the example of just dude, don't stop and just keep going and being you. And you know what? Why not? Just enjoy your. She looks. She really enjoyed life. And so, in the spirit of you know giving the soda to Cloris Leachman, I say to you, listeners, piazadora, <laughs> Well. That's great. So, yay! A, co- a Coke for... Um, <laughs> for Chloris. For Chloris. So, um, my last Coke of the Desert is... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull a book out of... A page out of your book. Okay. And I'm going to go for a more non-conventional... Oh, no. Out-of-the-box thing. Because all my, all my last Coke of the Deserts have been to, like, public figures, you know? That's one true. Way or another. That's true. I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to give my last Coke of the Desert. And this is going to be, like, a negative last Coke of the Desert. Oh, no. Not a Wait. positive. But why would you give them a Coke? Because they need... They need... Yeah. They, they need some... I'm going to give it to hand dryers. The ones in the bathrooms. The hand dryers. The, the automated ones? Yes, the ones that you press. The ones with the sensor? The ones that you press or have a sensor and dry your hand. Okay, no, because I feel like you might have to differentiate between no. the two. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay. So, a study published by Applied Environmental Microbiology <laughs> found... I read their studies every week. ...that hand dryers suck up the particles from feces <laughs> in bathrooms. They suck it up and they spit it right back out. So, Piazzadora, do not use. No, no, Pia, stay away from the So, when I read that, I was 
like, no. This oh, is scary no. and hilarious at the same time. <laughs> Wait a minute. So we're all just getting poop on our hands? So you got fecal, fecal um, bacteria and spray. Oh You're flushed God. all over. Yeah. Yeah. It's dried caca. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, because they were they were explaining in the study, they, they, they went to like a thousand public bathrooms and they were stating that when fecal matter oh. is flushed, especially in, in public bathrooms. Because it doesn't it, have a lid. It, it doesn't have a lid. And in public bathrooms, the the flush is a lot stronger than in, Glado. Than Glado. in a, you know, a residential bathroom. Um, some type of fecal particles get released in the air and then that in turn gets sucked in by the pan dryers. So, the, my last cook of the desert... <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you gave yours you to communal what? viewing parties. You know what? You know what? I'm going to tweak yours a little bit. I think that your last Coca Desert is actually going to like towels, like paper towels. <laughs> paper towels save the day. Right, because you don't get shit on your hands right, and you save the environment. Right. Paper towels don't. It's paper. Shoot shit back at you. Mm. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to give it I'm to, the hand it to the hand dryer. Yeah. The hand dryers, okay. So, I mean, I'm sure a hand dryer has never gotten a Coke of the Desert, but you know, whatever. I can't drink. Whatever, dude. You gave it to communal viewing parties one time. Yeah, but there's a lot of people there. Like, that's a lot of stuff. And there's out. a lot of people in the bathroom. So, anyway. <laughs> and some of them are on Grindr. Y esta noche nos vamos a ir para los 15 de Marilyn. Yes, we are. And what are we going to have at Marilyn's 15? En la fiesta palace, banquet hall. Aha. Uh-huh. ¿Y qué es lo que vamos a comer? Vamos a comer the nuts. And then they're going to give you Short some almonds. <laughs> some <laughs> rice pilaf. I love rice pilaf and chicken cordon bleu. And some chicken cordon bleu. And then she's going to dance the niña mujer with her bro- with her father. And then all her tías are going to cry. <laughs> and then she's going to dance Hermanos by Pimpinela <laughs> with her brother. And then, you know. My favorite story of Pimpinela is that friend that you that you said thought they were like a rap group. Pimpinela? Pimpinela. <laughs> yeah, Pimpinela. That just reminded me, and I know we're ending the show now, completely different from anything we ever talked about. I had a friend one time that I worked with who was, you know, she was white, you know, Caucasian white, probably one of the whitest girls that I knew, but she loved salsa music. Okay. And she was um, in, in, taking salsa classes at Salsa Lovers or whatever, oh, okay. and she was surprisingly good. Like, okay. she actually was good. So she was, she would actually start, so she started to listen, yeah, right. yeah, she started okay. listening to salsa music, and you know, one of the best uh, salsa songs to dance to is No Le Pega La Negra. Damn right it is. And she asked me, <laughs> what does that mean? And I was like, don't hit the black girl? Like, that's the literal the translation. translation. Don't hit the black girl. Then I started explaining to her, well, the thing is that the, <laughs> the song is about in the 1860s. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, the 1600s. 1600s and then I started thinking of like the lyrics of the song in Spanish. I'm like, okay, in the 1600s, it's about slavery. It's about I mean, that's, slavery. That's what it's about. And and basically, the slave owner would beat. And I'm assuming, although it's not, it's implied, not said, rape. Yeah, the guy's wife. And that's and what, here we are dancing salsa to this mutiny I, of a song. I know, but it's got such a great beat. So then I was like, yeah, the literal translation is, don't hit the black girl. She was like, really? I'm like, yeah, the song's about slavery, and here we are, like, jamming to it. So I bet you some people out there never thought about that. Nope. (laughs) But when you go out next time and dance your Rueda Casino, you know, just make sure that you have what with you, Darren? Don't forget to get your (laughs) your patelito, your rogueta, and your jupina, and enjoy. Dance to that music about slavery. Damn it, you twirl. So thank you for joining us in episode 11, where we talked a lot about, what is it? A lot about anything, everything, and, and nothing. absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much, everybody. Have a good one. Hello, everyone. Bye. Bye.